Mansplaining is the explanation of something by a man, typically to a woman, in a manner regarded as condescending or patronizing. My question is, have you ever person-splained? Hello, and welcome to the Kindness Intelligence Podcast with your host, myself, Chris Davis. And today we are talking about how to stop person-splaining and listening, and like legit listening. Uh, this uh, this was really inspired by actually another podcast that I had been listening to about mansplaining, and they were giving some really cool examples about you know being interrupted or kind of the typical. Uh, I won't get into it because everyone knows what mansplaining is, quite frankly. But it really made me think. Wait, like I've I've done some of these things, and I'm a woman. And I've done it to other women. <laughs> so I don't know if we should just typify it as mansplaining or person-splaining. Because I also see guys do it to other guys or like non-binary do it to other like gender fluid, whatever. Like I don't think it needs to actually be typified as a gender. I might get in like total shit for that, but fine. Like, I just think we all need to learn how to be better listeners. And I can definitely unpack some of my own observations of why mansplaining happens because I feel like I can relate in a lot of ways. So I think it it really has a lot to do with insecurity and I will definitely unpack that more. But just kind of taking it into the context of work and networking, uh, because that happens obviously in, in a, a large part in women's career, if you take it from a mansplaining perspective. And so if we, you know, let's say we go into a networking event or, you know, we we meet with a person, I think there's this degree of nervousness that goes in an expectation that we have to be... Um, intelligent or brilliant or, you know, kind of have a spiel, if you will. Networking, ironically enough, is is one of the most frightening things for people, but also the most exciting and rewarding. So it's very funny. Um, but I think it's, for me, it's it's really seeing through the, the bullshit, quite frankly, of that person who's interrupting you and who's really not listening and getting into the heart of it. So it's really recognizing that they're coming from a place of, um, so let's say you're having drinks and this person comes up to you and they, they, you know, ask you questions, but they're not even like open-ended. Like they, they already know the answer to the question or they already are kind of giving you their opinion and they're not really even waiting for your response. I would say that's person explaining a hundred percent because it, it literally whittles you out of the conversation, right? Like you can't even contribute already because they're asking you questions that you already know the answer. They already know the answer to. And even if you did, you, you, you don't even have a chance. So if you do that, like if you preempt questions, which I have before, like I've, I've almost asked questions to, to give a savvy response to like promo my intelligence or it's, it's stepping off on the wrong foot already because 
you're already creating a wall and a divide and you're not really opening up to hearing them. You're just, you're just waiting for them to like respond to your amazing response, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, and they can't contribute at all. So it's a one-sided conversation. So you like shit, like you might as well have just stayed home and had the conversation with yourself. Uh, another thing is, is this really, you, you got to stop thinking for people, right? So I think when we, when we go into, you know, kind of interrupting or assuming they don't know, you're thinking for them. And that's, I mean, highly rude <laughs> in so many ways. You've just made so many assumptions about what they do know versus what they don't know. Um, one that I'm really guilty of is when I meet someone who's going on a, a trip or something, or if they, um, you know, I think that's a perfect example where they're going on a trip and I've been to the country already. What I start doing is I start like rifling off like all the things I know and I've caught myself doing it now. And it's really more about what are they interested and what do they want to go see and what are they intrigued by? Like, why did they choose that country? Um, have they been there before? Do you see what I mean? Like, do you see what I'm doing? It's like, Hey, like I'm interested in what you, your opinion is, what your, where you're at, where are you at? Because I don't know. And to just rifle you with, Oh, like here's a suggestion and here's a suggestion and here's a suggestion. And a hundred percent, I'm going to do that after, um, and explain my experience and my opinion, but it, it's allowing them also to to have their own and to be open to hearing it. So um, I think for me that was kind of one that I, I started to catch in myself, and and let them let them be it. So and it's another thing too. Um, I tend to do it. I'm just going to admit it, you know. And it's terrible, but I I normally do it. I'm going to sound so sexist, but I have to admit it. I have to admit my own damn bias. I do it when I'm attracted to someone. Like I am an ass. I fully on admit it, but I am fully conscious of it now. And um, I think that's something that I can say for guys that like, don't be asses (laughs) and just don't be asses, please. Like, it's just, you know, it's almost like you're intimidated or you're, you think you have to be something you're not like you have to be, I think that was for me. It's like, let's psychoanalyze Chris for a sec. But, um, I mean, back in high school, I was, I was definitely this like nerdy cardigan wearing human. And, um, that was back when, you know, geekiness wasn't necessarily perceived as, as cool as it now conceptually is, which I'm so happy that's been adopted. Uh, but yeah, so I, I really was like the human dictionary, you know, like uh, my best friend was the valedictorian. So if you can, if you can see where I was hanging out at math, math tutoring, that was my gig. And so for me, being intellectually smart has always been, uh, my way of connecting, but also a defense because if they're pretty, um, then I like panic. And then I continue to say genius things that I think will impress them. But that's, that's not really um, getting to know them. So don't do that. And, and I think we need to recognize that. Um, I'll just say, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that from a very heteronormative standpoint of, of guys, but I think they, they, I've seen it. And, and even with other guys, it's, it's like, what do you, 
what is happening and why do you feel like you have to now be the all-knowing person and it's it's so apparent like trust me you're gonna see this now and be like oh my god they're so insecure and I know what you're saying because it's, it's like a defense mechanism instead of instead of the an openness and and a peaceful zen you know that's confidence that's true confidence is letting everyone be themselves and letting everyone be autonomous in a room that's that's legit autonomy not fighting to be the only one heard and right though very different very very different so for me um I think that's been a huge learning and um and also I think it's also uh our perception of so we have this thing in I mean, you might know it. It's uh, so I worked in customer success in tech, and you almost have to understand the customer journey. So what you do is you kind of create these profiles of different customers. So I think what also happens too when you're when you're in a conversation with someone is sometimes we create almost these like customer stories or profiles about people, uh, like a perception of what we think they are, what they're about, what they think. Um, how they're going to react. So you you kind of have to know that about yourself and be aware of it and then see what you're saying, like see what's coming out of your mouth. And if it's like, what in the heck am I doing? Um, check yourself, right? So you, you got to see past your own fear in it and go like, okay, I, I woof, like what, what, I listen to what they're saying. Just, I'm going to, pause before um my dear beautiful human friend Steph said that to me once and it it really changes everything because you know she was reading it from a book which um for the life of me I cannot remember but it was a recommendation about pausing just before you're about to respond or before you're about to say something like take a breath and pause and and like wait because something else might come out of that person's mouth that's really interesting or really cool or um, yeah, just overall, like you get that new sense of self and you give them an opportunity. And I would say that um, this is for all the beautiful men out there that this, it is something that I do think is very rampant of, um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, pull a, men suck kind of motion, but it's just, it really is something that I do think men do need to learn more. It's like, take a pause, just take a pause. And for women, um, and women X, I mean that trans, let's do the whole like, and gender fluid spectrum. I want to say that for everyone. Cause I really feel like it is person splining, but, um, for those who identify, um, as women X non-binary, et cetera, minority, if you will, I definitely feel like we, we got to do, a, we're not doing as much person splitting, let me say that. But I, but I think what happens is it's almost funny. We almost, I can see the, the wheels turning and there's a hesitation to speak and there's a hesitation to, to, um, to contribute. And there's a hesitate, like, it's almost like we're, we're like wheeling it in our head before we say it. So don't person explain yourself is what I'm saying. Like, don't, don't kind of wonder. And that's easy to say, but there's, that's a continuous intelligence piece to go, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this opportunity 
to speak my mind and I'm going to take this opportunity to share and I'm going to take this opportunity to let you know how I feel because then it it really creates an, an exchange with that other person and I think with the you know how to deal with person explaining once you recognize that it's an insecurity and that you you don't have to compete right so for those people that are that are kind of doing that to you it's not a competition um and I'm not saying to let them win that's that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is they are so insecure that they feel like they have to control the situation right so my thing is to always either add a sense of humor to it um change the subject entirely, which will kind of throw them. I admit, I admit it does because you just kind of go like, okay, um, wow, thank you for that. And if not, I always, um, if you're in a large group, I then just go and chat with someone who is either to my like left or right, or I, I do move. Like, I think that's the thing. You don't have to be a part of it. You don't have to be a part of the mansplaining um, or person-splaining. You don't. And you have that choice. Uh, sometimes easier said than done. But I think it, the best thing is for those who who recognize that they are person-splaining, um, you, you don't need to control the situation, friends. Like, you don't... Um, they're going to react the way they're going to react. People are going to feel how they are going to feel. And don't worry about really their response because that's what I think for those that it's happened to, just know that the people doing it to you are way ass more secure, insecure than you are. And that's like, that frames everything because that really shows their vulnerability and they're showing it in a way that you think is strength when in reality it's something that they need to work on it has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with your ability to think and your ability to to be a person with an amazing opinion so it really is them exemplifying their own damn (laughs) uncertainty of themselves and how they relate to the world so I think it's time that we really check all of us how we enter a conversation and it's not about being the best and being amazing and knowing everything but instead it's about checking in and connecting and being open and that's how you that's how you build the trust right so that's how you build the trust within yourself and that's how you build the trust within others. So yeah, that's it for me and live your best life. You've been listening to the Kindness Intelligence Podcast. Thank you so much again for tuning in. If you have any more questions or feedback, you can reach me at insta at katieinthecity30. Thanks so much again. I love you and chat soon.